G'day, everyone, and welcome to The Pickup. We are back. We are fresh for the new year. Joining me, as he does every Tuesday, is Maddie Malley. We are going to break down week 11 of the fantasy schedule. We're going to do our buy low. We're going to do our sell high, and we're going to look a bit of a review of the OG and Anobi Emmanuel quickly trade. What are our takes from it? This was the first day they played. We've got the latest on that one. It's all coming up right after this. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Isn't it? We are paying attention, but it's also one sixteen all in the Raptors Cavs game, and we're all all eyes are on one Emmanuel quickly to see how he goes in Toronto. Mally, what are you thinking? Oh, I'm just like I love having a trade in uh, in fantasy basketball. I also don't mind a trade in the NBA. So yeah, just exciting to see how they'll fit. And you're never going to get their best game in their first game as they try and mesh with their teams. But from what I saw today, um, it looks like they've both kind of won out in this trade. So um, yeah, good for them. Yeah, mate, he's fitting in nicely. Let's go with the first game of the day, I guess we can look at in this way. OG Ananobi in the New York Knicks. They, the second best team in the NBA, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the number one team in the West. This could be a like a, a like a test of the Knicks, if you will, of potential for a championship and what they're chasing. How do you think their day was? One twelve, uh, getting the win over the Timberwolves, one hundred six. Yeah, well, um, well, obviously, OG, he looked aggressive the whole time. Um, he locked Anthony Edwards up something fierce, which was nice to see. Like Anthony yeah. Edwards did all his major work when OG sat which wasn't for very long i mean the dude got fouled out with like four minutes to go in the game um but he was he was high 30s in the minutes even then so i guess he's back to playing nick nurse type minutes yeah he would have been on about 38 39 minutes probably equaling they prayed jalen brunson for 40 uh randall 36 and hartenstein obviously with that huge matchup against uh, rudy gobert today he rolled out there for 39 minutes as well which was massive he looked comfortable straight away. He looked comfortable with New York. He looked comfortable in the corner. He's going back to the spot up threes and he's going to get a few of them. Yeah. He just looked more aggressive, like I said before. And and that probably came down to he he obviously it being his first game in his debut here um, with the Knicks, he probably had to show out a little bit and act like he was happy with the trade. But I think he was, you know, like we knew yeah. that he didn't want to be in uh, in Toronto anymore. So he came with a smile. Not that he's a very smiley guy. He's probably one uh, one leg up on the smiley uh, ladder than Kawhi Leonard. He's he's another man who just does not like Run to guy. smile. But that's okay. You know, it's not for everyone. Maybe, uh, yeah, I'll maybe just, he's serious piece or something like Harden. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you need to get the beard to grow it over. Look, mate, he looked comfortable today, and it was a horseshit foul. There was a couple of OG fouls that were quite light. Yeah. Now, I don't know what that was. Yeah. This When he rolled over that screen, you could, like, uh, on the pick and roll, you see that all the time in the NBA. Even the commentators are like, are you kidding me? And, and everyone was standing on. You could hear Thibodeau on the bench. It was like one of those quiet moments in the garden. And it was like, this fucking horseshit. And everyone's mm. just like, he just literally rolled up. But look, that's what Rudy Gobert does. He, he gets you those extra calls as a big man. He's smart. He's knowledgeable in the game. And he's always going to find someone up. They just picked him for it. He could have seen some more minutes, but I like what I saw there. And right now, as we said, Emmanuel quickly. Now, the other pieces there, let's just say, I guess the impact straight away is this. Precious Achua was pretty still shit. Great for them. Uh, nothing there. Dante DiVincenzo still getting those starters minutes. Obviously a great bump at... Love that a little bit. Grimes had a bump in that second unit as well. And Josh Hart, I was very much surprised to see Josh Hart playing down the stretch. He obviously filled in for OG when he went out with the foul trouble, but they also kept him in there for a long time with OG down the stretch. So I think Hart's going to see a bit of a bump and also a massive rebound score from him today as well. Team team high, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned about um, Grimes getting a few extra minutes and um, he obviously picked up some of the minutes that were left with the gap with the two guys moving out. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think in deeper leagues, like in my 20-man league, he definitely came across my radar and I thought, oh, it would be good to pick him up. He doesn't fit what I'm doing anyway. I'm not going for points and I'm not going for uh, any any kind of percentages. So I was like, well, he's no good to me, but someone will pick him up early today. and. Yeah, um, yeah, quickly. Oh, do you want to move on to quickly now? 
Well, yeah, I'm still watching this. Should we quick nest quickly move on? Yeah, look, it's up against the Cavs right now. The game's tight. Like to be to, for all intents and purposes, the Raptors came out of the blocks. They've it's they've gone hammer and tongs back, and the Cavs have clawed their way back in there. Obviously, still without Mobley and Garland. Look, they look energized with this, and like the big news today is Pascal Siakam trades are still being explored, and today he is running the full Pascal full Pascal Siakam experience in Toronto. So. Quickly, you noted early, he was doing all right, then had some quick vows, Mally. So you just want to keep your eye on that? Yeah. So if, you, if you're not doing a deep dive into the uh, into the stat line, you'll probably think, why was he looking like he had a minute split with, um, with Dennis Schroeder? Obviously, we don't think that's going to be the case moving forward. He's there. They've decided he's going to be their starting um, guard. So, uh, yeah, he had those four fouls. He got his fourth one just before halftime. And so they had to sit him, um, unfortunately. So it might be, in fact, for people who aren't didn't get to watch the game today because they aren't like you and I and have jobs during uh, <laughs> during the Christmas period. But you know, it could be we're, we're not talking about buy lows and sell highs yet. But maybe you could um, snavel quickly off someone who looks at that and goes, "Oh, damn it! He, he played." 26 minutes or whatever he's going to get up to with his foul trouble, they're going to split him with um, Schroeder and, you know, it's going to be a mess where in reality he's the starting point guard. And, uh, yeah, it, he essentially did today what he did, what he was doing in um, in New in York, York, same yep. kind of twenty low 20s minutes. But you're going to be able to bung another maybe 10 onto what he got today. So, yeah, he looked good. And he look, looked maybe, right. And maybe this is this the guys from New York as well getting a little bit of less time on the court as well. RJ Barrett's out there, 28, 30 minutes. The rest of the starters between them, 33 for Barnes, 34 for Pirtle, and Siakam is on 38. Obviously, he's cooking in the main guy there. Trent Jr., 26, and Schroeder, 27. And that's currently with two minutes left in a very tight game versus the Cavs. So what we're looking at probably there is this is the minute split. You probably see another three, four minutes to quickly right now. Uh, them off Schroeder's minutes and RJ Barrett and Gary Trent Jr. probably switching minutes interchangeably there as well over time, just getting used to the system. But look, RJ hasn't looked too bad. 17-9 with one assist because, you know, he doesn't pass the ball. Four from six from the free throw stripe, one three. RJ is just going to probably be RJ Barrett. You're getting the yeah, points, if a- anything, at the end of the day. Same dude, different shirt. Like he's just doing what yep. he did back with New York. Um, I think if you if you look at the the, the stats as well, it wasn't a particularly great game for um, for Scotty Barnes either. And like you know, I'd, I'd still say he's going to be the number one option there. He he wasn't tonight. Um, I guess yep. as they integrated two guys into their um, into their lineup, and Siakam was going um, going hell for leather, trying to. Um, paint himself a nice uh, little picture before he gets traded on. But, um, yeah, that's worth considering as well. If you're a person who's trying to uh, to snavel up Scotty Barnes, which you all should be if you want to win your fantasy leagues, um, maybe if you're a wordsmith and you can um, create a bit of a narrative around that today, he, he didn't look good with the two new guys coming in. Um, yeah. I have no doubt that he will. he's going to be their, their, their number one guy, but he wasn't tonight. So maybe if you... Want to try and pick him up somewhere? You can, um, yeah, work something. And I've seen, and what you're seeing right now as well is Scotty Barnes has put his foot on the gas in the last three possessions. He's been the guy running the ball up the court for the Raptors, even though Pascal's been the Pascal's been the guy. Um, wide open threes missed by the Cavs right now. Isaac Okoro, no surprises there. But this is it. Scotty Barnes quickly is bringing the ball up the court. He's literally about to pass it off to Scotty Barnes again, and it rests with Scotty Barnes in a tight game. Quickly is out there calling the plays. Pascal's the guy who's going to be, it's going to be Barnes's team. But I think we're really looking at quickly being like the number two guy or a real good go-to short gap here. So you've mentioned earlier, you had a trade proposed to you in a league four quickly that you're even considering yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got OG coming from a one, uh, Matty G, <laughs> a couple of days ago. Let's talk about, and let's just talk about that in my trade. team. They don't even bother unpacking their bags. They just uh, they just sit in my in my lineup. They might not even get a run before I'm already trying to ship them out. But yeah, um, it's just good to see what quickly could do. Um, I mean, he was great in the 20 to 23 minutes he was kind of getting in New York, and now that he's getting a starting position, I just think you know, away from fantasy, he just looked good out there too. He, unlike Schroeder, is a guy who can make his own shots. 
Um, he doesn't need. He's. I mean, he's not the distributor that um, that Dennis Schroeder is, but that's probably also good for Scotty Barnes, who they're trying to play as a bit of a point forward. So I think, um, yeah. Aside from looking at quickly through a fantasy lens, I think in an in an actual NBA lens, he looks great there. He's he's going to get up his shots. Um, remember, it must have been two years ago. The dude couldn't miss a free throw. He was he was like one of the highest free throws guys in the league. Yeah, and same with steals. Like he was getting a couple of steals every game, and that's kind of gone away. But I noticed when I last looked, he had two steals in this game in limited minutes. So um, yeah, that might all come yeah. back. And look, this is a team that's gone out there and said the Toronto Raptors might be right for the fantasy and the real pickings right now because we don't know what's going to happen in this team. Like they are in a state of flux. Like Bleacher Report released their story this morning saying that they are not in a rebuild. They they couldn't emphasize enough. They are not trying to blow it up and rebuild. I think the exact words were uh, the biggest trade news was that New York Knicks weren't trying to pursue Donovan Mitchell, but the Raptors weren't blowing it up. And if you take two of your best players and put them somewhere else, what are you trying to do? Obviously, they're looking for quality returns. If that's the case, they're not looking for draft capital or equity. They are looking to keep something going there. I mean, that seems to be the rhetoric that is coming from Toronto right now. And let's be honest, they've, they've done a good job with that. They've done a really yeah. good job moving OG and Anobi on. They've got two playable pieces. Let's not. I mean, RJ Barrett is what he is. But quickly is a great point guard option that they needed. He comes in. He fills in nicely. They've got that back, and they're not done. And Pascal is going to draw some trade interest, and they'll be able to bring some quality back into this side to really help them out. Um, I know RJ is a Canadian, born and bred. Is quickly look? Canadian. I don't think so. Look Canadian. He, he looks. Does he look Canadian? Does he look Canadian with the with the dreadlocks? Is this he's yeah. a nice guy? Canadians are generally nice. Let's just put it down to yeah. that one. I, yeah. I look. It's. A, Look, they're definitely looking to boost it up come the trade deadline as well. And if you are looking to boost all of your punting odds, don't forget our sponsor bonus bank. Now, if you use the promo code INSIGHT, you can get 25% off your first month subscription. For less than $2 a day, you can make the most of your multis, your parlays, all of the bonus bets and bonus banks around Australia's betting sites. They help put it all into one place just for you to make the most of it. Don't forget about our sponsors, Bonus Bank. Check him out. Use promo code INSIGHT to get those. And, Maddie, let's look at our game preview because you've been said you want to have a bit of a deep dive for ads for the next couple of days. Let's look at some hot guys. Give us the preview. Who who do you like? Or do you want the hot guys sound drop, Maddie? Do you want hot guys or do you want do you want the preview? Do I want hot guys? Yeah, does the best. Do you want hot guys? Me? Let's do it. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. We're pulled over there by the hot, who's hot, who's hot, who's hot for us? Who's the hot boys? I got three hot guards for you because I know you like them. Oh no, I'm not even going to say that. Don't 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 hate me like one of your French girls. It's only a six game Tuesday tomorrow, so um, we are going to be picking guys up off the waiver um, and, and plonking them in. The guy I've got first is Alex Caruso. Um, it's nice to see for a rare moment in time he's not hurt. But um, he's he's getting minutes. He's getting plenty of minutes um, with Chicago at the moment. He's a guy who gets assists. He gets um, rebounds for a guard. He can put up, you know, 15 points. He'll get a couple of threes. He can steal. He can block. He kind of is a jack of all trade and master of none. Um, I think he's worth picking up, especially early on in your week. I always like to pick up guys who can do a little bit of everything in my in the earlier first few days of the week because you don't really know. I mean, you can size your opponent up a bit and go, damn, I'm not winning blocks this week because they've got Rudy Gobert and, um, yeah. you know, Miles Chef Turner. And so, Miles yeah. Turner and, yeah, you're scuffed. So, you know, it doesn't doesn't take an analytical genius to go, I'm not going to win blocks this week. But, you know, at the start of the week, I like guys like Caruso where you go, all right, I'm going to just you're, – you're, you're kind of um, filling each bucket up. And, um, yeah, he's the kind of guy to do that. So he's my first guy. And I like my that as well for Caruso as well, though, just on that, because your Tuesday, as you said, it is a light game. It's a six-game day. The Wednesday is a little bit trickier. There are 12. It's the second most games in the week. Mm. But the Bulls do play the back-to-back. So if you do need a guard – one of these three guys could be perfect for your squad. If Caruso's not there, who else could you look at? Because this the, the Bulls guys, so the back-to-backs for Tuesday, Wednesday, the Nets, the Bulls, the Grizz, the Pels, the Thunder, the Magic, and the Kings. So you kind of look at one of those guys. If you've got the room to squeeze too, amazing. It's you're probably the chances of it are low, but there is a, there is a chance. Well, 
you said the king's last, and that moves um, me to my second guy, which is Malik Monk. Um, monk, monk, monk. Yikers. Uh, he he's not a monk. He's just a monk. Um, he obviously played uh, extremely well in yesterday's games. Um, they're kind of moving away from Kevin Herter as the uh, as the starting guy. I don't think Malik's going to move into that role, but he's getting starters minutes anyway. He's getting nearly 30 minutes. He doesn't need a lot of time to do a lot of damage. Um, I'd say he's still out there on plenty of plenty of wires, but he's another guy. He can. Um, he's getting a freakish amount of assists this season compared to the last couple of seasons where he'd get maybe a couple, but now he's like getting five or six assists a game. He doesn't rebound, but he'll get you a steal. He hits plenty of threes, and he's just a great scorer. So on the back there, twenty-seven yeah. points, five assists, four threes the other day. He's gone up two percent rostered mm. in Yahoo leagues, up to now sixty-six percent. So he's probably gone in your ten on your twelve man, like definitely in your fourteen team man leagues, your twelve teams possibly. Like he's in my twelve team that I'm looking at right now, so you could get him in there in one of my twelves. Actually, he's available in both of my twelve. Le- oh no, he's available in one. So he's rostered by one and he's available in another league. So it kind of depends on your rotations and your dailies, but in a points league, he's a, he's a definite grab. He made mention too that they play the back-to-back and the second game is on a, on a, on a um, how many games have they played tomorrow? It's like 14 or something, like 13? Yes, six, six games. Yeah, six games tomorrow on the Tuesday, 12 Wednesday, two on the Thursday. The 14 is the big bumper day. And your Saturday value there is four games with nine again on the Sunday this week. Yeah, but Malik um, is that dual eligibility being a shooting guard, mm-hmm. small four position too. So if you're going to pick a guy up who you go, well, I'm going to get plenty of run out of them in tomorrow's game, in the, uh, in the Tuesday game, but I don't know how I'll go fitting him in. Um, the following day, he might be worth a pickup just even for that reason too. So have a little yeah, look at him. So. And my final who's guy is... Um, who's, yeah, who's your third bloke? Is Pods, um, Brandon Pajemski. Um, he's he's kind of a little bit like Alex Caruso actually in the way that he um, he'll score, you know, 15 points. Um, he's getting a few assists he's getting a few rebounds he's getting a couple of steals his percentages aren't too bad um and that's a team that's in flux at the moment he's probably not a guy who you're going to be able to hold for a long time we don't know if it's going to be him who stays in the starting lineup um when dre comes back or if he's going to get moved into the second unit but even if he does get moved you'd still think he's going to be the sixth man anyway so um yeah i'd say he's worth picking up tomorrow um That'll segue us very nicely into the fact that he's doing a bit of uh, heavy lifting because uh, his mentor, uh, Steph Curry, is uh, not cooking at the moment. He is not cooking. So I guess that's probably the time we need to go back in and have a look at this one. I already played the hot guys one, but I'm going to mark it down as hot guys again because we are going to look at our guys who are hot. We're going to look at our sell highs and our buy lows. And I haven't told you my sell highs, so I'm going to touch on that one. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. And it is none other than this bloke. It is. Hey. It, it is the pod. It's it's sell high. It's time to sell the houses out right now on him. Now, I'm not saying in a massive way that you need to clear him off your roster in any way, shape, or form. Like that is not the the modus operandi of this ex, like of this whole thing when we say sell high. But we do want to look at Braden for we want to look at pod for a really important purpose. Draymond Green apparently is returning sooner rather than later. Now, that's one thing. Clay sucking is also the other thing. So there's two reasons that he has been bumped in value. Now, last week, he was better than he was. This week, he was a top 30 player, top 40 player last week, Matty. You'd argue, and then you'd probably say that he's gone back down and slid in value the last week, which is obviously what we want to see there, like when these guys plateau to a certain extent. I mean, we don't want to see them like plateau to a certain extent, but we really do want to have a, have a look at what they're doing. And his minutes have gone up. He's been playing well, but he has slid back down to just around fringe 100 value right now. So people who still are in love with the fact that he has been, as you said, one of those hot guys, he's been one of the hottest streams, he's been one of the best rookies, he's in that conversation. That all does a lot. But now is the time to make a move on a sell high for Pod because he's moved back to the bench. Not the start of minutes that he had. Draymond Green comes back. What's the implications there? And this could be very much time to sell on him. And I think it is time to sell on him 
for high. In the last week, he's gone 11 points a game, two threes, six rebounds, five assists. So the numbers still look there. The percentages are still there. Look, the free throw percentage in the last week wasn't that great. You know, he's not a renowned free throw shooter to start with. But over the last couple of months when he's been a starter, he's been averaging great points. He's been getting minutes, but it's bumping down. And so this is where I see the trend going. You know, I, he's, I just see it going down further and not returning the same with the opportunity. So I think it's time to either move for him for a nice package piece and like a package deal or someone who's going to give you consistent top 100 value for the rest of the season. Well, another reason that he probably got his start and his, and his increased minutes as well is that Wiggins wasn't playing well and Wiggins got moved yep. to the bench. But since he's benching, he's been playing really well. I don't know if that means that Kerr will lead in there going, great, he's now doing, he's improved and this is where he's supposed to be in this point in his career. Or is, um, yeah, is he going to go, he's playing well now, it's time to move him back in the starting lineup, Dre's coming back, you know, let's get the old uh, the old crew back together again. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree. If you can, if you can sell on him now, I mean, it, it, you're not going to be able to pull in a, a, a big fish with the Podjemski bait, but you know, I think you're right. If you want to get any sort of value of him, you grab him now. Yes. You get rid of him now. And there's another guy that you're thinking is a sell high and that the, uh, it's the door is wide ajar. And today he was absolutely blistering pace. It's none under than the guy who I couldn't find a better picture of this than for the graphic one Julius Randall sell high. Now this is a guy we thought at the beginning of the season, Mally absolutely shit house. He was having a historically, historically bad, bad beginning of the year. Tell us why he is now a sell high target for you. It's funny in uh, in a, one of my other leagues with um, Matty O'Brien, one of the owners of uh, of Julius Randall in that league, got on the chat one day and said, "I'm sick of this guy, Julius. He's gone. Like he's on the block, you know, training for a a, a carton of carton of bad beers." But um, I think it was like four days or five days later, I was like, "Yeah, man, let's do it. Like let's get a trade happening." He's like, "No, nah, he's good now, you know." And I feel like that is exactly the story of Julius Randall. His yep. percentages are usually absolutely woeful, so you can't even punt one and you know hold fast to the other because he sucks with both. Um, but he hasn't sucked with both for the last few weeks. His his free throws are going in. I think he locked was it six of eight or something today, which is about yep. what he's been doing. Um, he hasn't been taking as many um, three pointers, which is probably good because usually they are trash. I think even today, I don't think he hit one or he hit one and two of them were air balls. So he's a strong boy. He puts his shoulder down and he's deciding that that's going to be what he does at the moment. So that's that's made his um, field goal percentage go up. His three free throw percentage has gone up. I don't know why, but I wouldn't count on that being um, a trend that's going to continue. I think that, yeah, this is a bit of a flash in the pan for old uh, Julias Wandel. But, uh, Julius yeah, Wandel. Uh, Julias. So Julius. just even looking Orange at his season Compared to just his last seven days, he's gone up three minutes, which probably is a well. I'd say that's going to ebb and flow depending on 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 what he's doing in the game. But um, he's from twenty three and a bit points nearly to twenty nine. He's gone up a rebound. His assists are about the same. In fact, he's dropped a little bit. Steals and blocks he never does, and his turnovers have gone up. Yeah. Um, just in that seven-day span. So this is a hot streak for Julius Randle. Let's not get it twisted. We know who he is. We know who he's going to be till the end of his career. Um, some people won't, and some people will believe this. He's probably done it for long enough now over these last nearly three weeks that someone will go, All right, okay, Julius has had a big turnaround, and, um, yeah, you can, uh, you can sell him off. Julius Randle in a points league is also – much higher. I find him a much, as you said as well, the percentages can drag you down a little bit. And so they're a little bit of fool's gold. But if you're in a points league, he's racking them up. And that's what you want in the points league. So obviously he's going to be a little bit harder to get in a points league. But this being said, this is a new look, New York Knicks. He has provided value in the past. Like he's, this is a guy we have to also remember was an all-star. He was a consideration for first team all NBA a couple of seasons ago. He seems to... Th- like have this, he was like the old Star Trek movies. There'd be a really good one and then a shit one and then a good one and then a shit one. And that was Julius Randall season. It actually seems that he's going okay. I think he's happy this season. I think, I think when he's personally, this sounds so weird to say, but when he's happy, he does a better job. 
just like you and me when we're at our respective employees. If you're happy, you're just content to go to work and do your job and dig in. And I think he's a very emotive basketball player in that way. And he's had a bit of a like a, an issue in his relationship with the New York Knicks organization and with their fan base. But he's got a lot of capital there right now. And you definitely saw him today, especially in that game against the Timberwolves. He wanted to drag the team to the finish line after they after OG went out. Like he the isolation plays there, the spins to the corners. There was a little bit distribution, but he can give you those big rebound numbers. He can fill across the board. I'm playing against him this week in one of my matchups. And I was like, Jesus, like this guy could be trouble because you can't underestimate him. So this is where you want to get him. But this is why, because when he puts this string together, he's an absolute sell high guy. And you've got the other one here for us. And this is a guy right in here is an absolute big sell high guy for you. We've got Avakia. I never know how to say Avakia. I say Avakia Zobac. I never know how to say his, say his first name properly, mate. Tell yeah, us I think a little it's bit. A Vika. Yeah. It is a Vika. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're both it's going a to What country is he even from? Is he like Spanish? What the heck? I don't, <laughs> don't know what, what part of the world he's even from. He's probably Zubac. That's probably somewhere in. That's uh, not. Is uh, Bosnia. Bosnia, Herzegovina. He's Bosnia. He's Bosnian Herzegovina Herzegovian for memory. I, I, I not stuff. even close to Portugal or Spain. It's not Portugal uh, or Spain. I think he'll, he he does um, look a little bit like a Herman Gomez. To be fair, he does look like a one show. Yeah. the game look- on Google where they show you a little, oh, a yeah. little uh, image, a still image, and you got to click on the globe and it, you can see how close you are. I could do that with a few NBA players. Oh, second. Just much. have an absolute mess of where he is. But yeah, I've got while well, you're while well, you're doing some critical. Yeah, he is. He, no, no, there. he is. He is Bosnian. Into- he is no, no. He is Bosnian Herzegovina. Yeah, and he's born in not, March 18, 1997. He can't be the Bosnian beast because we've already got one of those in the league. Uh, well, he's currently. the new Bosnian beast, and tell us why he is the Bosnian beast right now. Well, he's probably outplaying the uh, the other Bosnian beast at the moment. But um, I think the reason you need to sell him at the moment, if you are planning on selling him, is purely and simply it looks like Plumlee's coming back. And it's not going to be a huge impact, but you can see even with the he's played twenty five games he and um, he and Plumlee together, and in that time his statistics went down, not a huge amount, but they have gone down. Um, I said here that um, I think he's going to take a hit, not only with Plumlee coming back. I don't think Plumlee is going to be a an exact interchange. Uh, minutes for minutes with Tice. I think they like Tice too. So I think they're going to try and give Tice some of those minutes. So I think that they're both going to lose minutes. I think Tice is obviously going to lose minutes. I think Zubac is going to miss minutes. And I think Omli's going to get, you know, he's maybe 14 minutes or so back in the mix as well. So he's been playing red hot as well. I think, and I think you've hit the nail on the head there. On this season, he's averaging 27 minutes, so just under 27 minutes. For the last week, and this is why we say this right now is your, is your sell-high opportunity, he's averaging 32.3 minutes. So all of a sudden there, we see an extra three minutes, uh, four, four, five minutes yeah. of game time. And in this last week, he's averaging plus 700 from the field, 15 and 20 his last game, block shot every single game, minimal turnovers, Boys, your percentages, his free throws have been fantastic over the past week. Like he's he's absolutely on a steamer. And when people look, Maddie, we've said before, people kind of just do a little bit of a shallow dive. Like they'll look back at the last few games and they'll see what that does. And they'll see the last three. Then they'll see him have an average one with not much, but then they'll go back, oh, 12 and nine. So he's pretty much been averaging a double double consistently for a while. So it shows a track record. And yeah, the minutes, like he's done it in 26 and 28 minutes, but you love to see the 31, 33, but that's going to be capped soon enough. So that, that's that's your window. Yeah, and as you said, like if you go into the ESPN um, Apple website, the I think if you click on the player information, it only goes back over the last 15 games. So as you said, you don't see those games on there. If someone has a quick look and goes, oh, he's, he's killing it, like look at this, it's it's hidden that information, um, you know, the, what he was doing at the start of the year. I think Harden's been great for him. I think nearly every single game begins with Harden feeding him in the post and him getting the first two points of the game. So he always starts you know, start strong in the game. So he's definitely um, taken advantage of Harden coming in. But I think by the same metric, Plumlee will love that too. You know, Plumlee will do some of his reverse weird reverse jams that he does. 
and um, and Harden yeah. just feed him as well. So you know, Harden works well. You're a Harden fan. You're a student of Harden. I know he's one of your favorite players. He is a, a pick and roll maestro. Like he really does love to use the pick and roll in his arsenal, doesn't he? Yeah, sometimes to a fault, but yes, he um, yeah. he he's certainly one of the best in the league at being able to do it. Um, and. Where's I was going to say Mason Plumley. I don't think I need to guess where in the world he came from. He sounds like he's an All American, you know. Saw with the Eagles and I can, I can, I can, I can, I can hundred percent guarantee you he is not from Bosnia Herzegovina. He's, he's <laughs> it's not he where is. he's from. It's, but you know where you know where he is. Also, he, he is he's in the freezer, just like these next blokers. These are our uh, our bio low boys. And our buy low guys as well are brought to you by our good friends over at the Standard Squeeze. Don't forget, Christmas might be over, but you can never not give the gift of Standard Squeeze, the four-in-one cups, the travellers, perfect for camping and everyday life on the go. Use promo code INSIDE15. For, they've got the merch, they've got the hats, they've got the shirts. I gave my missus one for, uh, I gave my, she's doing this in the background. I think that's because she thinks it's very pretty. I think that's the wife signal for, that was a pretty four-in-one cup. She's trying to it's outside, mate. She, it's, she not it's, it's not raining it's not raining inside she's like this is this is signals for thank you matthew it not only keeps yeah. my beverage cold if it needs to be cold but it also keeps it warm if it needs to be warm and i know that you use that promo code inside 15 so don't act like you paid full price so make sure yeah, you do 100%. use inside 15 for 15 percent off my first buy low mate I've, I've got some boys who i haven't shared with you this one and there's none other than one d'angelo russell I think this is the time of D'Angelo Russell. Why? Because we all know that it is trade market time around this time in Lakerland. It's this time. It's this It's this season of giving, and it's the size of giving out trades around the Los Angeles Lakers, and we've all heard of the news that D'Angelo Russell could be moved for a while. The contract itself is a very friendly contract, but he's also now starting to be inconsistent. Much like our guy Julius Randle, to start the season, he was historically bad. Well, D'Angelo Russell was historically good to start the season. Unfortunately, when we have a look over the last few weeks, he hasn't been putting it together with the consistency that we like. His last 38-minute game was the highlight, not efficient from the field, one from one from the line, two threes, 17, four, and eight. Since then, we've not only seen a decline in minutes, 17, 18, 29, and 20. We've also got him injured right now. So he has injured his tailbone, and he's part of this whole, like, Coming back, is he injured? Is he not injured? Kind of rotation that's happening sometimes with the Los Angeles Lakers. They do kind of keep us in the dark all the time. It's not good. Now, this was a guy that we did think for a while, Maddie, was absolutely fantastic on the season. Like everyone's like, oh, it's, we're bouncing back. It's it's bounce back D-low time. And I know there's been some movement in some leagues that we've been in of D'Angelo Russell. I think, did you trade him at one point as well? Were you involved in a D-low trade? I know Maddie O'Brien I- was. I got him as a bit of a throw-in from, um, I think, from Matty O'Brien. I forget he was kind of just a, a moving piece, but this was also before he was anywhere close to being benched. I think this was probably getting close to the end of his um, his nice run at the beginning of the season. But, you know, the, they've, they've made it very clear now that they're not going to run a traditional point guard. It doesn't look like they're just saying that LeBron's going to do that. Um, which to me kind of looks clunky, but anyway, maybe I'm maybe I'm a bit too much of an NBA. Look, he's one of the best passes. No, no, look, he's one of the best passes of the game. His vision's elite, but I don't think initiating the offense every possession up the court is something that he, he also did that anyway. He didn't need to dribble the ball over the half court because once they got in their sets and their rotations, he sets it up anyway. So I just think it's just a move there, and he's lost that trade value that he had potentially at the beginning of the season. Look, we're even hearing rumors today that they might be going after DeJounte Murray for him, which is weird because if they're going to go to this point guard system and they're going to bring DeJounte Murray into that system, well, then they're getting a point guard back anyway. So D'Lo goes to Atlanta to work off Trey Young. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on there, but in the last two weeks alone, he has been playing around 25 minutes. He has gone outside the top 175. So in a 12-man league, that's well and truly bloody droppable. 10 points a game, one and a half threes, not even 1.8 rebounds, five assists, half a steal, half a block, 426 and 800 from the line. This is not good for him. Like he has not been good the last two weeks. So this opens up a massive buy low window on him because I truly do believe that he will be better than this. I don't think he's been, I think all the unhappiness is is keep creeping in. He's 
injury, his lack of an identifiable role within the Lakers organization, they were playing well to begin the season with him in the team doing his thing. And then when it doesn't work, we always find these outlets that are like the to blame. And I think we're now going to blame D'Angelo Russell for the Lakers' faults. Inherently, there has to be someone. There has to be a scapegoat on a LeBron team. Let's be honest, most of the time. We've, we've historically had it. In Miami, it was Bosch, you know, and back in Cleveland, it was Kevin Love. There's always this scapegoat person because we can't blame greatness for some reason. And it's, yeah, Westbrook for the Lakers. Yeah. His, you know, his predecessor. We, we can't blame them. We also can't blame LeBron and we can't blame AD because those guys are playing their asses off. And we don't want to blame Reeves because we like the bloke more. Can we, can we blame the injury plague season? Maybe. Can we blame the inefficiencies on offense that they seem to have in this clunky system, as you said? Yeah, we can. But that's why if you feed into the narrative that D'Lo is partly responsible for this, it only decreases his value further, making that a bargain basement opportunity for you. And right now he is a very, very droppable player, Matty. Yeah, and I think it just just on that statement alone, you got nothing to lose. You know, if someone will give you someone someone for him, and you can, I mean, without the um, he's going to get traded very soon narrative, no one's going to pick him up. I wouldn't think, or you're only going to get someone of equal value back. And what's the point? You might as well just fish along in the wire. But um, yeah, but yeah, I think if you can, if there's any sort of rumblings coming up about him on the move. That's probably the time to do it, and maybe that's even now with um, Dejounte, Dejounte Murray's name getting thrown about as as uh, someone who might be coming in. Um, yeah, maybe you know, there's always going to be one guy in the league that you can try and work down and um and get a get a little response out of and see what you can get. And talking about coming in, coming into the season, there was one player that was talked about with illustrious top 25, top 30 value because of the way they exited the 22-23 season. But right now, there has been a bit of a buy low that I think might be shifting. But, Maddie, this guy was one that was involved in a trade between you and I in a league, which was just the most timely trade I think I've seen in fantasy meets real basketball in a very, very long time. Talk us through that trade and why Mikhail Bridges still, I think, may have a small window of buy low, but I'm starting to see it just shift yeah. a little bit. Yeah, well, we set our own little personal history by having our first ever trade in a, in fantasy basketball setting. Yep, we did it, which is we did um, it. which is a little milestone. I'll uh, took it took us eleven yeah. weeks to get there. Yep, I'll put it on the calendar. We'll try and try and beat that. Uh, beat anniversarize it every year. Next year, exactly. So, so you took um, you took um, McCall Bridges off me, and in return, I got Cam Johnson and I got OG. This is before we knew OG. This was, was before the traded. trade. Yep. Well, I think he was still. He was still like in, like the trade had being accepted, but I hadn't got a game with him yet or something. I think this is the first today. We we had accepted had we had accepted that trade, and then within 24 hours that news broke, and then we were in our own chat going, "This is going to get vetoed." There's no one, there's no way, shape, or form that someone lets you get up those two blokes for me getting that one bloke back. Considering there's been similar value with with both of them until that point, and then the cherry on top. So we were kind of like, we thought it might get we thought it might get nixed. Yeah. I did. And I mean, some people might say that we were the actual antecedent for um, OG's actual real life NBA trade. It's probably true. Um, it's probably, it's probably yeah, accurate. Yeah. yeah. There's whisperings about that in very small circles. But um, yeah, so, so that was a trade we did. We know what, <laughs> it's barely a circle. The circle has to go all the way around. Um, but you know, we, we know what Mikhail Bridges can do. He's a guy who um, who can put up a 40 point game. Um, Cam Johnson isn't going to do that, and neither is OG. So, you know, there's definitely that advantage there. He is still, regardless of his slump, um, the number one option in Brooklyn at the moment. Um, Ben Simmons, if he ever comes back, will change nothing to do with that. I think um, it's a good omen that Cam Thomas has been moved into a bench role. Because I think think that was one of the reasons that um, McCullough's had his slump is because Cam Thomas is very shot heavy. He's very like, you know, there would be times, I think it was a game before I decided I would go through with a trade where Cam Thomas came right to the top um, of the three-point line. Two guys came out for him. 
Macau was in the corner, like clapping. Oh, I hands, saw like, that. Let's go. This is my shot. And he still jacked it up anyway. And I thought, oh, yuck. Like, this is just the future. And not so, a notoriously uh, yeah, good you- three point shooter as well. For, for a scorer, he, he's not a heavy three point no, shooter yeah, as well. So. Yeah, he's a, he's a pull up twos guy. So, yeah. Yeah, that kind of broke my heart a little bit. And that's probably what, um, yeah, what what pushed the uh, trade over the edge? But we'll we'll see who ends up being the overall winner. As you said, um, you probably wouldn't have done it if you knew OG was going to move to the Knicks because I probably would have just said a straight get a great opportunity. I probably would have said a straight swap. Like, can we do? I probably wouldn't have thrown in Cam Johnson. And the thing is, this I actually yeah. had I had Donovan Mitchell. I had someone in IR. I was playing in between my IR slots. So we both had an IR slot. You were filling it in with Drummond and doing some streaming work because you're a heavy streamer. And I think for me, it was the fact that I had Cam Johnson, who's small forward, power forward eligible, and OG Ananobi, who in ESPN in our league is only small forward eligible. Yep. And I was kind of stuck for a position. So this was actually holding up a roster spot for me. So the biggest coup that I got in this trade wasn't the fact that it was some brilliant blistering trade. I had to drop either Trey Murphy or I had to drop Cam Johnson. It was a toss-up. I could have just gone either way. I've decided to back on Trey, who's now a little bit injured. I'm like, whatever. I think he might come good. He showed me that last season. I believe in Trey. It was a 50-50 split, and I was going to give you either one of those two instead of putting them on the waiver. But my big win was that now I have that flexibility where I can get that guy, Mikhail Bridges, with his shooting guard eligibility in that role, which just opens up more for me to generate in my squad. So I think it comes out win-win at the end of the day. You get to drop a bum. And, and we make moves there. So, look, he. this comes back to the fact that Mikhail Bridges has been inefficient, and that's been the biggest knock on him. I think that that window is starting to creak shut. The 20-shot attempts the other day were the most shot attempts since the 20th of December versus the New York Knicks, where he only hit four shots. And it was his worst shooting yeah. game of the entire season. So this is where the narrative crept in that he was shithouse. And you know what? He was a bit gun shy and Cam Johnson took over that one. He only had four shots two games previous to that as well. But the 20 shots, I like it. I like anything from him, 14 to 18 shots a game. I like it. 20 shots is fantastic because he will be better than 400% from the field, which he was last game. If he creeps up to his usual percentage of 430, we're looking at 25 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, a steal, no turnovers, and I'll take it. But I think if he goes this another, like, I think this is it now because if it happens again, I do think the buy a low window, mate, it does. I wouldn't have sent that trade to you. I don't think now if that was going to be the case again. And I don't think you, I, I think you'd be looking for a better piece too. And this is also before um, Trey Murphy's injured knee flared up as well, which probably, yep. again, hindsight being uh, 2020. Is it 2020? 2020? What's it saying? Yeah, hindsight's 2020. I was like, nah, 40-80, 60-60. <laughs> Yeah, throw, shout out to our um, to Inside Fantasy Sports Big Bash. Um, yeah, so I, I think that probably would have changed things. But we know that he's he's a Middleton like shooter. Like yep. he he's Middleton esque in the fact that he's he has been a high eight um, hundreds percentages from the line. I think the yep. the other thing besides him standing in the corner and not getting his shot the other day that also broke my heart was he went, I think it was eleven of sixteen free throws. At the yeah. end, they were just fouling. He would get the ball and they were fouling him, not because he was having a bad night, just because they wanted to get the ball in his hand. And that's yeah. one of the things that he was hanging his head on. That's one of the categories that I really need to start winning in the league that we um, traded in. So that was another reason that kind of pushed me over the edge. But, I mean, with my, without being, you know, looking at this situation unemotionally, we know that he's a good percentages guy from each of the three positions. He can yep. he can get he can generate a few defensive stats. Obviously, that's probably left back on the court in Phoenix. He's probably not going to be that same guy, but his role's changed. He's obviously a distributor now. He can rebound, yep. um, you know, because he's aggressive and tall and athletic. So, yes, yeah. And buy it's low. and his, as you said, yeah, buy low. And it's, and it's and it's today. Like, listen to this pod. Have a look where he's available in your league and do some work now because if he has one more game like this last one. It's that's well and truly over. And again, his free throw percentages, as you said, are historically good. He's an 829% free throw shooter, which is down from last year, 895. So it's basically his worst in three years, but barely. It's at 829 for the year. But he's had some inconsistent ones lately. As you said the other day, nine from 15, which is odd for him. Uh, five from seven, three from three, 10 from 10. 
And then he goes zero from one, six for six the game before, two from five. And then he's almost perfect from the line for weeks. So it's just been inconsistent with him. I think he will turn it around. And I'm also banking on a turnaround at the end of the season where they're just playing and playing basketball and having some more fun in Brooklyn where it's not going anywhere because he does play games and he does believe in getting out there and giving it a crack, even if it was for that two minutes one. And the last one, May, I'll let you lead this one. This is one that we both share, which is it just feels dirty to say it, Mally. It feels absolutely dirty mm. to say uh, that Steph Curry is a buy low, mate. Tell us, Steph Curry, buy low, and why in your books, mate? Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. It does definitely feels really dirty having his face up there with Bilo anywhere near it because this doesn't happen with Steph Curry. Steph Curry is consistent. I know you like your guys consistent, and um, Steph Curry is pretty close to being captain consistency. But for you and I not to talk to each other and then both have Steph Curry as one of our um, Bilo guys is obviously um, people having that thought. Um I saw today that he, over his last 10 games, has a plus-minus rating of negative 38, which um, kind of encapsulates um, what's happening here with Steph Curry. Um, it's, it's been really well advertised. Yeah, it is. It is grim. I'm not a big Steph Curry guy, and being being a James Harden Houston Rockets fan, I don't <laughs> oh, have much love for Steph Curry anyway because of the amount of times he's... Um, Absolutely put Cooked a pound you. down on uh, on Houston. Cooked but, Yeah, so Cooked. obviously he um, it, it's been well advertised that his three-point um, record came to an end, his three-point um, points made. But I, I've written down things here like he seems lost without Dre. Those two obviously um, are like, you know, the best of bum buddies. They just always seem to be together. Dre sucks yeah. and sits games when and has a sook when Steph he gets injured. And yeah. when um, Dre suspended, Steph just looks lost and unhappy out there. Um, we know that he, Dre, might be coming back as early as next week. So that's a reason why this window will start shutting. Um, he can't hit his threes at the moment. Another thing that I see floating around all over Instagram is they love to advertise because they like to chuck Bron's name in anything with Curry because that gets the, that's clickbait. But uh, LeBron James' three-point percentage at present is better than Steph Curry's, um, which is that is the that is the uh, yep. the absolute um, definition of clickbait. But um, you'd be silly to think that Steph Curry's not going to be able to rein this back in, and I think it'll be a hard 100%. buy low to get him. But depending on the person's position, I mean, we can all see that this isn't the real Steph Curry. Um, but again, if you're Big part of this game of fantasy basketball, especially when it comes to trading, is being out of desperation. Negotiator. And, yeah, and desperation. desperation. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's desperation at all times. Yeah. And, 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 and I think, and think, and you've hit it the nail on the head. It is partly desperation, but it is partially negotiating because there is a happy medium between things. Again, I use the whole thing. It's like, is that on sale right now? Oh, no, that's excluded from discount. Well, there are certain players that are excluded on discount, and I always think that's a top two, like your first two rounds of picks are generally like excluded from discount. And Steph Curry is a first-round guy. I know I took him in one league this year, and I traded him off in another one. I traded him off when he was excelling. And the thing is you need to look at the compare and contrast of the player on the season, on who they are, and where they are in the last week or two, because that's where the buy low window like you have now. On the year, he is a top round, roughly top 25 player on the year. Great. In the last week, he barely cracked the top 100. And this is why. He's playing about 33 minutes a game on the year and in the last week. You said the three-point percentage, which is woeful for him. It's 348 last week, and it's 410 on the season. But this is what you go from. You go from 27 points a game, last week 19. The rebounds, the, the, the threes are still there, though. He's still making around four a week. He's been 4.7 for the season, four last week. Rebounds down from 4.4 to three. Assists, they were actually up. 4.5 for the season, six last week. Funnily enough, last week, steals were up 1.5. So there's some merit there. His field goal percentage was 300, though, on the week, which is what really tanks that hard. His free throw percentage mm. is at 857 last week, 931. He is an elite, elite free throw shooter. So you can see there alone. The assists are up, the steals are up. They're both good cats to have. The offense will return. It'll presumably, and generally speaking, he plays better with Draymond on the floor. 
they need to turn around at some point this season. And I think you're bang on, mate. Like this is a guy who historically, right now he's like LeBron James is not this good at three-point shooting, but Steph Curry is not this bad at three-point shooting. Yeah. And you've got to give it to Steph. Like you, you kind of brought it up incidentally there that he's a guy who'll try and shoot his way out of, of shooting slumps, but he's also a person who goes, all right, I'm not going to hit it. And he'll start distributing. So he's a bit of a seesaw guy. Um, so when he's when his threes are down and his points are slightly down, his assists go up. So you're always winning something, you know, like he's 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 got categorical kind of diversity in that sense. But yes, he'll be a, a hard one to uh to wrangle off someone. But people um are very, and this is coming from the master of of this, the uh the pinnacle point of of panickers. There's people who go, no, I I picked him as ten, and if he's at tenth, and if he's not going to be the tenth guy at the moment, I don't want him. Yep. I'll take someone who, you know, trade him for a Scotty Barnes, trade him for someone who's like playing their ass off at the moment. You know, someone who's still because the person who got Steph Curry, I'm this might be a generalization, but generally the people who pick up Steph Curry's, especially if it's not a competitive league are the people who are just like weekend warriors who who watch the Saturday games, who watch the primetime games. Warriors, no no, no pun intended there at all? No? Yes? A little bit? I, I missed my own pun. Oh, Lord. You missed your own pun. I didn't think, I didn't think oh. I'd see the day, Matty Valley. No. Talking <laughs> no. about puns, we need to, we need, oh, we need to talk. Well, we, we actually do need to wrap it up. What, what are we going to say this pod? Like, the, this is the back end. You can jump off now, but before you jump off, make sure you like and subscribe and do all the things. You can follow this bloke, Malian, at live underscore my underscore fantasies. And me, I am at MBAG Wiz. But make sure, most importantly, you follow at Insight F Sports on Twitter and all of the things. Make sure you jump in our Discord. That is below. Like and subscribe to all of our content. It's across NBA, BBL, we've got NRL starting up. We've got Big Bash is just cracking the end. As I said, NBL as well here for basketball in Australia. You want to get right across the suite of Insight Fantasy Sports right here on the Insight Podcast Network. How's this for today's title? Cold curry? No? Do you like your curry cold? Oh, too hot to Randall. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they are both punalicious, but uh, yeah, maybe you can blend them together in some sort of hybrid. And if you build a bridge, build a bridges and get build a bridges and get over it. Yeah, that'd be cute too. Yep. Look, there's just so many good options. A couple of dads just thinking of some great titles. Um, yeah, like I was just saying to say as well, like if you're listening to this, uh, throw in the comments what you want to hear. Like Maddie yeah. and I are pretty happy to talk about whatever. If there's something you want to know about, put us to work. That's what we like to do. So yeah, and this is one of our we, we we're like we, we have. We, we, we are like us. We, we are like us. We love the DMs as well. Keep them coming. We love taking your questions and those and those like things on Discord. Hit us up on Twitter. We love those private messages. Make sure you do get those as well. And any of you are mailbags, put it in the comments. We'd love to chat. It's a lot of fun. We love bringing you the pickup each and every week. We'll catch you tomorrow for an Insight MBA pod, and we'll catch you again, both of us. Uh, I'll be back later in the week, obviously, with my show, but we'll catch you again next Tuesday for the pickup. Check you later.